Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,383 with a release date of Friday, June 30th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Ofcom proposes sweeping license changes in the UK. The QSO of a lifetime makes one ham's field day unforgettable. And meet Amateur Radio Newsline's Young Ham of the Year for 2023. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2383 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Union, Kentucky, here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Our top story takes us to the UK, where Ofcom is proposing a major overhaul of amateur radio licensing and operations. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us those details. Stating it wants to provide amateurs in the UK with greater access to licences while delivering greater operating freedom, the communications regulator Ofcom is proposing sweeping changes to its ham radio licence framework. None of these changes affects the frequencies or bands amateurs can use, but it does increase the maximum permitted transmitting power for the three classes of licence. The proposed maximum allowances are 20 watt for the foundation, 100 watts for intermediate in most bands, and 1,000 watts for full license holders who are operating where ham radio has a primary allocation. Ofcom is also proposing low-power airborne transmission on some bands. Beacons, repeaters and gateways would no longer require a notice of variation in most cases. The holders of a foundation license would be permitted on the 2.4 gigs and 5 gigs bands. Foundation license holders would also be allowed to build their own equipment. In another change, hams advancing to a higher class of license would be required to surrender their lower level license and call sign, only a single personal license. This requirement would not apply to clubs. This is just a sample of what Ofcom is suggesting. The regulator is seeking feedback and has set a deadline of the 4th of September for comment. For a link to the document, please see the text version of this week's newscast script at arnewsline.org. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. So, you think you had a great field day? Sorry, but no matter how amazing of a time you had, no matter how many QSOs you and your club logged, it can never compare to the experience of one amateur in Alabama who helped organize his club's big weekend. Jim Dameron, N8TMW, tells us more. Patrick Nagel, N4GLE, was ready. Field Day weekend couldn't come soon enough for this member of the Muscle Shoals Amateur Radio Club. Patrick has been part of the organizing committee for the club's field day for the past three years, and everyone was ready to put the club call sign W4JNB on the air. This year, Rhett Allen Nagel was also ready. In fact, on June 23, 2023, just as field day prep was underway, he was so ready that he was born. With the doctor's help, Rhett's mother, Caitlin Hendricks-Nagel, brought him into the world and into Patrick's arms. Patrick told Newsline that he and his wife had hoped for Rhett's birth to take place a few days after field day, but the doctor wasn't available on their chosen date of June 26th. So, June 23rd, it was going to be. Holding strong at the field day site was brand new grandfather Papa Roy Nagel, KI4UX, who kept things running smoothly and stayed in touch with his son. 
The happy new father may have been away from the club's operating site this year, but he told Newsline he knows he had the best QSO of field day weekend. While it may not have been made over the air, he said that all those eyeball QSOs with his new son included plenty of snuggles. This is Jim Dameron, N8TMW. Newsline offers the Nagel family all the best. We can't wait to hear that Rhett has received his call sign. So you want to be a part of the World Radio Sport Team Championship, but you didn't qualify and you're not in Italy right now? That's a small point, really, if you want to get in on the action. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, explains. While amateur radio teams from all over the world compete in the WRTC on July 8th and July 9th, hams from all over the world can now compete right along with the competitors. Organisers have announced the WRTC 2022 Competition Award. Yes, it's still known as WRTC 2022 because of the one-year COVID delay. Hams who have had QSOs with competing stations in the championship can work towards this award by getting on the air during the contest and listening for the action. Organisers recommend that those seeking the award submit their complete logs within six hours after the contest ends, which will be at 1800 UTC, Sunday the 9th of July. The WRTC 2022 Competition Award is the latest event created in support of the championship. The WRTC 2023 award, offered earlier, challenged radio operators to make contacts with special event stations in 12 regions throughout Italy. There were also special event stations around the world, most of them also ending with the suffix. For more details about the competition award, visit wrtc2022.it and look under the news tab. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. The FCC is getting ready to accept applications for new low-power FM stations. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, brings us up to date. As Newsline reported in February, the FCC has made room on the spectrum for the operation of new low-power FM broadcast stations in the U.S. The agency has now announced that a filing window for permit applications will be open between November 1st and November 8th of this year. The Commission will accept proposals for frequencies anywhere in the FM band from channel 201 to channel 300. The last time the FCC opened a filing window for low-power FM broadcast operation was in 2013. FCC data lists fewer than 2,000 such stations operating in the U.S. since the year 2000 when the FCC created the service for 100-watt stations engaged in non-commercial educational broadcasts. Commercial operations and individuals are ineligible for operation of these stations. When competing applications are filed, an auction may need to occur before the allotments are decided. The FCC will release filing procedures and other relevant details later. Meanwhile, prospective applicants are encouraged to monitor the Audio Division webpage on the agency website. This is Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. Satellite fans, get ready for a big weekend in India devoted to your favorite subject. Registration has opened as we hear from Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. Registration has opened for satellite enthusiasts and other amateurs planning to attend the Oscar convention in West Bengal, India on September 23rd and 24th. The website is also accepting registration for the radio sport portion of the weekend a CW contest and some fox hunting activity. The weekend theme is simple, get on the air. OSCAR is an acronym that stands for Orbiting Satellite Carrying Amateur Radio. 
While the full schedule is not yet posted, the organiser, Oscar India, has said the event planners are making special efforts to support and encourage youth to get more involved in amateur radio. Various licence exams will be offered at the venue. The programme of presenters is expected to showcase the latest technologies and assist attendees in broadening their knowledge of operating techniques, antenna design, digital modes and signal propagation. There will also be plenty of opportunity to socialise. The Oscar convention is supported by Parks on the Air India and Beaches on the Air India. For details or to submit your registration, Visit the website address that appears in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. This is Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. In China, a development team is working hard on the next satellite destined to enter lunar orbit with an amateur radio payload. John Williams, VK4JJW, explains the project. The creators of the first amateur radio satellite to operate in lunar orbit are in the process of developing a second one with the hope of launching it in 2024 from Wenchang, China. The development team consists of students at the Harbin Institute of Technology in China and ham radio operators from around the world. Known as Lunar Oscar 2, it'll have telemetry, a digipeter with a JT4G uplink and downlink, along with a digital image downlink from an infrared camera. The satellite will also be useful for various amateur radio orbit determination experiments and communications relay research. Harbin Institute students built the first ham radio satellite to operate in lunar orbit in May of 2018. The tiny satellite had a big following among hams around the world who used it to download images of the Earth and the Moon. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline. Heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the N8NC repeater of the North Coast Amateur Radio Club in Brunswick, Ohio, on Sundays at 8 p.m. during the weekly information net. We hope our listeners have been enjoying the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. We certainly have. In the spirit of fun and perhaps a little bit of literary adventure, we've been inviting listeners to channel their most creative selves and share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you will find a submission form for sending your most poetic offering. To qualify, you need to follow traditional haiku form. The first line is five syllables, the second line is seven syllables, and the finish third line has another five syllables. We cannot accept any other formats. Our team will pick from the best submissions that follow the 575 syllable rule and represent the love of ham radio. Your prize? For now, bragging rights and a featured spot for your haiku on the Amateur Radio Newsline website. We may have a surprise for you at the end of the year, however, so visit our website at arnewsline.org and take a look at this week's winning ham radio haiku. The U.S. government's long-range surveillance system, which operates on the HF bands, is in line for a major upgrade. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, tells us to get ready. 
The United States Navy knows what almost every amateur radio operator knows too. That sometimes the software that enhances your transmissions on HF needs a major upgrade. In this case, it's an $87.5 million upgrade for the Navy, and the work will be done on a long-range surveillance system by Raytheon Technologies Corporation. The system is known as Rother, R-O-T-H-R, which is short for Relocatable Over-the-Horizon Radar, and it detects and tracks surface ships and aircraft by using long-range radar in the HF part of the spectrum. The four-year contract will provide software enhancements, maintenance, installation, removal, integration, and testing, among other things, and will be conducted mainly in Chesapeake, Virginia, and Marlboro, Massachusetts. Unlike HAMS, the Navy puts the Rother systems on the air for an important enforcement mission. The systems have been used to track drug smuggling and are, in fact, considered the government's primary form of surveillance in the war on drugs. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Congratulations to the National Institute of Amateur Radio, which marked its 40th anniversary with a big celebration in its Hyderabad headquarters. The NIAR is a non-governmental organization that holds training sessions and workshops and advocates for India's radio amateurs. Founded on June 21st, 1983, it is also home to an active club station, VU2NRO, which participates in contests and special events. The NIAR plays a big role in helping individuals and learning institutions in forming their own ham radio clubs throughout India. All the best from us at Newsline for the next 40 years and beyond. In the world of DX, listen for the special call sign IL3P on the air between the 1st of July and the 30th of September throughout the Italian region of Veneto. Be listening especially on the 28th through the 31st as the team activates Palestrina Island, IOTA number EU131, holiday style, and participates in the IOTA contest. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Bo OZ1DJJ is using the call sign OX3LX from Connock, Maidenhead locator FQ57JL from Greenland, IOTA number NA018 until the 18th of July. He will be operational on 4 and 6 meters, but he will also be active on the HF bands. He may include a side trip to Herbert Island, IOTA number NA134, or Meteorite Island. CQRZ.com for QSL details and some great pictures. Dave, G4OSY, will be active holiday style as VP9-G4OSY from Hamilton Parish, Bermuda, IOTA number NA005, until the 8th of July. He'll be using sideband most of the time and operating on 40 through 10 meters. You may also hear him on 6 meters, QSL direct to his home call. Several operators in Germany will be using the special call sign DL0SOP for the month of July, marking the 65th edition of the Sea of Peace Award. A small silk pennant is to be given for QSOs with the Baltic neighboring states and regions all month long. Annual stickers are available from hams participating during other years. See QRZ.com for QSL details. And for our final item this week, we're proud to announce the winner of the 2023 Amateur Radio Newsline Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award. Amateur Radio Newsline's Mark Abramovich, NT3V, is chairman of the award program, and he spoke with our latest honoree. Oh my gosh. 
Thank you so much. Yes, that is that is so cool. Thank you so much. And that was the reaction of Case Van Osbury, W Zero Alpha Alpha Echo of Maple Grove, Minnesota, in suburban Minneapolis, upon learning he had been selected as the Young Ham of the Year. Case recently turned 19 years old, just making the cutoff for the award. He's the son of Mark and Jean Van Osbury. He is a recent honors graduate of Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove and was the valedictorian for his class. Case says when he was 12, during a museum visit, he spotted a fascinating exhibit that sparked his curiosity about amateur radio. And I saw this cool amateur radio shack there. There was this cool map with uh, all of their markers where they made contacts that signed Antarctica. He says that prompted some online research. Got an, a book on Amazon, studied and took the two licenses. And it was on from there. I got a Baofeng handy talkie. I still have it. But Case says he wanted to explore more. HF was my life. I got involved with a few radio clubs, the Minnesota Wireless Association, which is contesting. Contesting is pretty much my main thing that I do in amateur radio, although I branch out and do other things. Among those other things was getting connected to youth in amateur radio through the Youth on the Air Americas program, where he has taken up leadership roles in training of operators, QSL manager, and sharing his interest in remote operating. Case says he did some online research on remote operating and found a mentor, Ray Higgins, W2O. RE, who opened a door to a whole new world. He gives us unlimited access to these highly competitive stations that use flex radios. I was able to do very, very well through that and contesting through DX contesting. He gave us the tools and we branched out from there. I was one of the five youth that kind of started the program. And now we have over 80, 100 youth. Case says he taught himself Morse code through online computer programs. And while he says his ability to copy CW exceeds 35 words per minute, his sending speed is a little slower and he prefers a key to paddles. Case has picked up several awards for his DX and domestic contests, SSB and CW entries over his short time in ham radio. He's only been licensed for nearly five years. His favorite contest, he says is the North American QSO party. It's just 12 hours long, and it's just on Saturday only. And I love that because I can work on homework on Sunday. Case will begin college in August at Iowa State University. I'm really excited because they have a great aerospace engineering program three and a half hours away from me, so uh, not too far away. There are only a few colleges in the country that actually do this particular major. Congratulations, Case, from all of us at Amateur Radio Newsline. I'm Mark Abramovich, NT3V. Case will be honored during a presentation ceremony on Saturday, August 19th at the Huntsville Ham Fest. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, AMSAT News Service, Arunava Day, VU3XRY, ARRL, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, FCC, 425DX News, IFL Science, Military and Aerospace Electronics, National Institute of Amateur Radio, Ofcom, Oscar India, QRZ.com, Radio Society of Great Britain, Radio World, ShortwaveRadio.de, Wireless Institute of Australia, Zach's Investment Research, and you, our listeners. That's 
Saul from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Union, Kentucky, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights reserved.